Hello, lovelies. Welcome to year three of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. If you're new to the show, please remember, back it up and see what you've been missing. Those of you who love it already, remember, I need you. I need you to like, to share, review, subscribe, and maybe even consider clicking that patron button. Let's grow our community so that we can grow and learn together. You know, we hear a lot from the people who have anxiety. But what about the people who don't? Some of us don't have anxiety. Or we do, but maybe we have a normal amount. And when I say normal amount, I, I don't mean one person compared to the other. I mean a level that we personally can manage, right? I mean, we, we all have different size plates, so to speak, and I guess some people can manage more than others. And I know for some people it's truly chemical and all of that. That's not the argument, or there is no argument. What I'm thinking about is, what about those of us who don't really have anxiety, but we have to deal with people who do? whether it's our partner or our coworker or somebody else. Somebody else who is bringing that negativity, those mood swings and everything else into our life on a daily basis and sometimes making it really hard to function for us. Now, please don't get me wrong. All empathy and everything in place make the perfect assumption that I am not judging somebody with anxiety. I am not saying that anybody with anxiety is purposely causing harm or stress to the people that they love. But I do think it is important to acknowledge the people who have to fight for their peace of mind while they have someone around them who is fighting to drag them into a hole with them. Again, to be fair, not everybody with anxiety is trying to do this. In fact, probably most people are dealing with it on a very high level, meaning that they purposely, intentionally, to the best of their ability, don't try to get it on other people. But sometimes we need a support group for the people who love someone with anxiety, especially if they won't even call it anxiety, right? If they're continually finding excuses for it or not even acknowledging that it is a flawed way of thinking. Louise Hayes says that anxiety is being out of the flow of life. I'll agree with that. It's being so caught up in the mundane thoughts or the fleeting emotions or annoyances that you quit flowing with life and recognizing that things are constantly changing and that those changes, while sometimes rocky like the rapids in a river, always lead you to something better, to the calm, unless you fight them, unless you fight the change. If you know me at all, you've probably heard me say, I'm not particularly a morning person. I don't wake up in a bad mood or angry or anything like that. I'm just tired. I'm slow. <laughs> it's the time of day that I just need a little more quiet and a little more grace. And it's a time that it's particularly hard when someone around me is wanting me to be their strength, right? I, I can't be everybody's strength every minute of the day. I can't always, always be the one who's in a good mood. I can't 
always, always be the one who laughs things off or watches every single word that comes out of my mouth. And I'm certainly not going to censor myself or filter my truth or what I believe is important just for the sake of making sure that somebody else stays in a good mood. I'm not going to quote unquote be wrong just so somebody else can be happy. I have convictions and I will stand by them. Sometimes this is hard. It can be hard if you're at work trying to be optimistic about the changes while other people are terrified because there's a reworking of management. It can be hard if you're with a friend who is constantly yes-butting you. You try to tell them the positive and they say yes, but. Yes, but. Yes, but. Or you tell them the optimistic view, the future that you can see, and they say, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, hope is a great thing, right? But, but hope doesn't paint houses. Action does. <laughs> and sometimes the simple act of saying, that sounds good, instead of, I hope so, is a shift. Those of you who carry your anxiety in the form of pessimism, or you might call it realism, or whatever else, those of you who justify just being angry or cranky or hurt, which usually shows up as anger, if you justify that because you so want to be right, you're making your own life hard and everybody else's. It's important. It's important that you quit getting your crap on other people. Yes, we have friends and family for a reason, and they're there to talk to, right? Talk to the people that you love. Talk to your friends, right? Talk to us. Let us know how you feel. Let us know what you're struggling with. But don't just be ugly to us. Don't just be snippy, right? It's okay to be cranky. It's not okay to be mean. Beloved, quit dumping your crap on other people. Just because today you feel like something is wrong doesn't mean that anybody around you is actually doing anything wrong or thinking anything wrong. Just because you don't agree doesn't mean that if you don't force the person to agree that everything will never be okay again. We don't have to agree on everything. But don't push your bad mood on other people. Don't hand it over. And also don't expect them to be the one that changes everything. If you're being snippy, if you're being cranky, if you're being selfish, if you're being whatever, stop yourself. Don't fight and defend that behavior. You can't constantly tell the other person, if only you would have said it this way, if only you would have done this, if only. You know what? If only you weren't so damn sensitive. But please understand. When you're doing the best you can, I love that. But that's not always the case. We're all guilty of it, of hearing that voice inside that says, why are you fighting for this when you know there's no reason to? Right, I've done that, we've all done that. For some people it's a habit. And it's not just 
people with anxiety or not even with anxiety, people in moments of anxiety. It's a learned behavior. It's a self-defense mechanism. I think we, we learn it from our parents or whoever raised us. And some of it has got to be like intrinsically in our DNA, this feeling that we have to defend ourselves. Sometimes we defend ourselves by just allowing each other to disagree. And then there are times we have to speak up. If you say something intrinsically offensive, I'm not doing you a favor by keeping it quiet. And if you said it in front of a child, I'm going to reveal it in front of a child, right? If you say it in front of the person that it could hurt, if you say it in front of the person that is impressionable, the correction should take place in the same place. And make sure you're not a hypocrite either, beloved. Do not expect from others what you do not consistently perform yourself. It's not fair to anyone. And so sometimes we, you, others, they throw their bad mood at us like so much sticky spaghetti. And it flops onto your skin and it hangs there and it's gross and it weighs you down. And, and if you're not careful, it starts to like seep into your ears and get into your brain, into your thinking. It, it changes the radio station of your consciousness and can drag you into that person's dark place. Or if maybe not dark, maybe it's just shadowed, gloomy, grumpy, whatever it is. Beloved, it is up to us. We do have the choice. But being around someone who's carrying that yuck with them, it is harder. It is harder. So when we're that someone, we should be more careful. And if you love that someone, don't feel guilty for separating your own well-being and state of mind from theirs. Don't feel bad. Just do it. <sighs> Take a breath. Quit replaying the conversation in your head over and over again. Quit looking for a way that it's your own fault. And do yourself a favor and quit anticipating that they're going to stay that way and you're going to pay the price for it later in the day or the next day or whenever. I mean, maybe you will. <laughs> maybe you will. Maybe you will. But hopefully you won't which of course can be another fair part of it or unfair part of it, right? When suddenly they're okay and they expect you to just let it go as if nothing happened. They expect you to jump on board with the happy wagon to, I don't know, ride the mood swings with them. You don't have to do that either. It's up to us. We get to feel what we want to feel when we want to feel it. But sometimes people's yuck gets on us. Imagine that sticky spaghetti hanging off your arm and take your hand and slide it along your skin and just 
get it off of you. Physically do that. Scrape it off of you. Flick it off. Throw it out. Our brain likes physical activity. Our brain likes to attach motion, physical motion, not just imagination to things. So literally scrape their yuck off of you. Scrape it off. Scrape it off. Breathe. Imagine you're blowing it away from you. Smile at the peace that passes understanding. The common side that knows the truth. That that's theirs. And what you keep is up to you. Think about it this week, beloved. And practice it from both ends of the conversation. Until next time. Namaste. Hi, beauties. My name is Megan, and I couldn't pass up an opportunity to share who Jennifer Hall really is with all of you. Jennifer is a gifted woman who loves to share the tips and tricks of mastering lessons from the universe through real life experiences. When I found Jennifer about two years ago, I did not know what to expect. My past conditioning had me fearing psychics and avoiding them, and that was something I overcame within my first conversation with Jennifer. She has no desire to control you or make decisions for you, but she will tell you what's best for your highest good, and it's up to you to do the work or not. It's very common for people to seek out a psychic to read the future, and sure, it's human nature to want to know what we don't know, to find the certainty in life. But what you actually get through Jennifer is so much deeper than knowing with, with certainty. It's really about how to grow through the uncertainty and embrace the power each of us hold deep within our own sovereignty and untapped gifts. Jennifer has helped me grow through many lessons in life, relationship lessons with my husband of 15 years, my gifted and stubborn children, career lessons that involved overcoming complacency and dealing with difficult bosses, and of course, lessons for my spiritual growth and tapping into and embodying my own authenticity. Her podcast, Lessons from the Universe, is food for the soul. It is channeled wisdom, and it is personal wisdom that she picked up as she learned and grew into who she is today. Jennifer is well known and sought out. I have people from all over the world reaching out to me to provide a referral to her so that she can speak with them and, and they're able to meet her. This podcast makes it possible for people all over the world to receive her messages and receive the love that she pours into the collective. If you aren't a patron today, please consider becoming one and donating as much as $1 per month. If all of her beloved fans donated just $1, it would make an amazing impact on her offerings to the world. I meet with Jennifer monthly, and I'm also a patron because I believe so much in the lessons from the universe, and I have witnessed the beauty in learning and growing, the beauty in overcoming and smashing the many bubbles of conditioning that I succumbed to in my past. I have a new, more powerful story, and a big part of this story is embracing lessons from the universe. Your story will continue to change, and your donations will help many others change their stories across the globe, allowing the story of the collective to change for the best as well. If you love and live through the lessons from the universe as much as I do, like, share, and become a patron, and watch Lessons from the Universe take the rest of the world by surprise in the best ways possible. Sending light and love to all of you. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time.
come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session, however it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.